the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's our final look at John chapter 13. It's Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Greatness stoops to serve. Join us and be encouraged. Just a quick survey of the corporate world, and you begin to realize rather quickly that they are diametrically opposed to what God has in His Word. Oh, you've got to step on toes, step on heads, and the corporate ladder goes up. Meanwhile, from God's perspective, the ladder goes down. It is stooping to serve, and it is an illustration that is intimate and real that our elder brother leaves for us. Join us as we turn to John 13 once again. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. He's telling us to be like Jesus is self-chosen unless you take this, I'm going to think like him. Uh, The culture will shape your thinking. Third thing, uh, when you think like Jesus, this is so simple, I I hate to call it a point. Uh, When you're a stooping servant, you will meet needs nobody else will even touch. We're in the room. Uh, where, where's the servant? I can see the 12. There were, there's no nominations, no answer. Come on, Judas, you got the money bag. Go out and pay somebody to come up here and wash feet. Oh, no, he's stuffing it in his pocket. He's already made a deal. And Jesus said, I'm going to meet the most obvious need in the room that nobody's humble enough to meet. I'm so sick of so many guys got to get reverend in front of their name. Reverend my foot. What they need in front of their name is a servant of Jesus Christ. A slave bought by the Savior. Cut out the reverend. When did the Bible say call us men reverend? When did we start deserving reverence? That's reserved for God. And you read those epistles. Paul an apostle by the will of God and servant of Jesus Christ. Jude, the brother of Jesus, but first I'm a slave of Christ. Besides that, I'm his brother. I'm his half-brother. I grew up in the same house. Why don't you change in your card? A slave of a noble master. I was convicted a while back in my office. I got all my degrees because there's a lot of doubt whether I ever got them. And so I have to put them on display. But I just heard Dr. John Piper recently. He said, I have never put my degrees on display. I graduated from uh, Germany from a school, this school. I've got earned doctors. He's brilliant. I've got them all put in a drawer. I've got them all undercover because I'm just a pastor. And I'm just a slave. I don't care if you ever know my degrees. That's not my credential. My credential, have you become conquered by Christ to become his slave? There's your credential. And if you're really conquered, we'll hear water every once in a while. You're washing somebody's feet. 
You're doing it spirit. You'll be meeting with someone to encourage them. You'll be uh, trying to strengthen a brother. Oh, oh, I remember when we went to Garrison School. Do you remember Garrison, any of you? Uh, there's just a few here that really know, been around. We're over there, and we had to clean up that school. We thought we'd hit the millennium. We thought we were going to get to buy it. And so we jumped in there, this whole church. We carpeted. We cleaned. We painted. We did Because we got all this space coming from Holy Ghost Hall to that. We said, man, we've got space. And I tell you, it's moving to go around and watch dignified women in this church on their knees cleaning the toilets. Cleaning the urinals, painting, scrubbing, dignified women on their knees. And hallelujah, I get to help us move in. All this free labor. And the school district gave us seven months free rent because of all the sweat labor. I'm impressed when I see service. God's impressed. It's kind of kidding. Dave, my wife, came home from our Nassau Day of Prayer, and she was on the uh, cleanup crew, and a lot of our staff was helping pull off that day. And so she's in the kitchen with Odie and other women, and they're doing all the dishes from uh, serving our mayor and different officials in the city, and uh, they're having a great time. And when Carolyn comes home, it's very interesting. She said, boy, you won't believe who I did dishes with today. I said, no telling. She said, Big Dave, he and I work next to each other. I'm more impressed with that than that he's going to get a doctorate pretty soon. Because a doctorate without a servant heart will do the church no good. Will you wash dirty feet? I think when we started Valley. But when you start a church, there's nobody you can delegate. You have no deacons. They don't have a board. You don't have a church. You hope somebody sews up. In those early days, we had 48 chairs. Finally got up to 220, something like that. And that old dance hall before we bought it was used for dances and stuff. So Carolyn did the spraying. She had to set up for a Sunday school class in the foyer. My sister Hazel taught some other place. And then we sprayed, we set up the chairs. Sunday night, you preach, you've got to fold all the chairs back up. And you didn't just sit around and just say, man, I hope someone's got the gift. Somebody's got the gift to gift my foot. We've got you, don't we? Well, Lord, and call me to fold chairs. Well, I am. Do it. I was at youth camp one year, and the preacher was telling all of us kids to uh, clean up the grounds. And he said, hey, hey, Howard, get to going. I said, God's calling me to preach. I was messing with him. He said, well, I'm calling you to rake leaves, and you better get with it. And he's big. He could handle me. You see, you'll do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And to be like Jesus, you might be meeting needs nobody else would even touch, like nursery. Sunday school, ushering. How about our security men? Are you aware of how many hours our men put on security Wednesday nights, or Tuesday nights, Thursday nights? Because we've got Awana, we've got junior high, we've got senior. We've got a security guy or two on duty every one of those nights to see our cars are not broken into and our kids are not hurt. Thank God for the security men. Not even, not even packing a Bible. 
Ernie and Bob been doing ushering for so long. They're here, Johnny on the spot with the other people, Sunday school. We can't have what we have unless someone steps forward and takes the towel of a servant. And many of you have. Well, two more things. To be like Jesus is to minister to people who will most likely be dirty. Spiritually. In them. And... uh, you know, there's nothing that stinks up a church any worse than dirty feet. People whose lives are dirty from this world that have never got the sin and the muck washed out. They've not been cleansed. It's what makes church life stink. A bunch of dirty saints who haven't come to Christ to confess sin and repent and have him cleanse them. You know, if you don't bathe regularly, we're just talking with some men about being in the military, how bad it is for a soldier's feet to go. If his feet go, his career's over. And um, are you willing to help get saints clean? Now, now let me tell you, there's some of you willing, but you've got a problem. All the water you pour is boiling hot. You got to get the right temperature. Some of you, you say you're restoring me. I say you're burning me. There is an art to washing feet. Some of you are like throwing ice water on my feet. You got to learn to get the temperature right if you're going to wash feet. You got to know how to. I know some people in the body. They could really bless you if they were not so obnoxious. I mean, they come on like gangbusters. They come, boom. I don't know. Don't you all do this? When I get a new doctor, the first thing I judge, I want to see if he's treating me like a number, if he's going to be abrupt, treat me like a dummy. I'm ready to fire him before he's even said, ah. Because I want more than medicine. I want a bedside manner. And in this ministry to one another's, Yes, we all need cleansing. And I think this is the fifth thing, and this is hard. You may never uh, get any gratitude from those you serve. Would you still do it? There's nobody in that upper room that was applauding Jesus. I mean, come on. They all bail out. They all leave him. Would you be willing to invest your life in helping people if you knew they may leave you eventually? You see, there's no safe risk to loving people. There's no guarantee. There's no guarantee when you have children. Have you found that out? They may love you, they may not. They may write, they may not. They may call, they may not. Would you have still had them? And some of you would have to think on it long and hard. They better be glad they got here. It doesn't matter. Marriage, it's risky. Who wants to go and have your heart broken? Give your heart totally and within two years file for divorce. That is not fun for anybody. It's pain. He said, but I really did love them. Don't, no doubt. But they didn't love you. Whatever. And here Christ is taking on the role of a servant, washing the feet of dirty men, 
And not one man in that room will be any strength. He can't even keep him away when he goes across the Kidron Valley and he goes into a place called Gethsemane. Not one man can stay awake with him during the hour of his trial. Are you sure you want to serve these kind of people? Jesus said, I'm not only going to serve them, I'm going to make them the foundation stones of a church I'm getting ready to build. And I would say, Lord, are you sure? He said, I'm sure. I'm showing them how deep my love will go. I will love them to the point of the cross. And after the cross, I'll send them the help they don't have now. They need the Holy Spirit or they're never going to be faithful to me. And you wouldn't either. Because you're bailing out with a lot less pressure than they face those 24 hours. We do good, folks. They do good. We make serving God so hard because we're so whiny. What if your Savior, you saw him killed within 24 hours? I'd like to ask you this. What would you like to be on your resume if you were Peter? I pastored a large church. I made a great salary. Uh, Or would you like it to be on your resume? I stood with Jesus in the shadows of the cross and I washed his feet when no one else volunteered and I stayed awake all night with him and prayed just before they executed him. He lost the opportunity of a lifetime. And I have to say this. I thought about preaching. I was talking to Carol on the way to church. I I love church history. I love revivals. But what do you do when you're not in a revival? Spurgeon, when he went to London, the place exploded. He took a church of 100, and within the matter of two years, he's running 5,000, 10,000 at 21 years of age. Well, we have never had that kind of explosion. What am I going to do, Jesus, if you don't send revival? Keep faithful. Keep preaching. Keep praying. Keep awake. Keep alert. Don't take your eyes off of me and preach through a dry season in this era of America being given over by God to our sin. I'm told to preach in the days of our decline. Keep, where are the souls? I'm just hoping the saints will keep hanging on. So, how do you stoop? How do you serve? I, um, I did a, uh, a men's conference a few years back for uh, Harvest Fellowship and Calvary Chapels of Southern Cal. And I was with the guy that works for Greg Laurie and Harvest Fellowship. And he was taking me to this conference it was down by San Diego. It was the Bible College for Calvary uh, Chapels. And so he's taking me down there. John Collins is his name. And he was taking me there and uh, I was one of the speakers for this large men's conference. And uh, he's telling me about different things. And all of a sudden, he pulls up on the college campus. And he's telling me all about the school, the churches. And all of a sudden, we're just driving through. He's taking me to my room. And he said, you see that guy right there? And I said, yeah. I said, that, that's the gardener. He said, no, that's Chuck Smith. I said, not the Chuck Smith. He said, Chuck Smith, 80 years old. 
uh, 80 degree weather that day. It was Saturday. What's he doing? Oh, he comes and does the gardening for the campus. Well, he's the president, right? He, he started 1,200 churches out of the Calvary Chapel movement, right? He owns a $100 million radio broadcast system, right? I said, who is it? He said, it's Chuck Smith. He does this all the time. You just see him work in the grounds. I said, well, he ought to be in an executive office with his feet up on the desk. He said, no, he just loves to do this. On his knees, he was gardening, doing some stuff. Dr. John Walford wrote all of his books at 5 to 7 in the morning. One of the profs told me he didn't want to work on Dallas seminary time. So he'd come early to his office and write all of his books from 5 to 7. Now, what's interesting, I asked him, I said, well, what, when did he take vacation? He said, oh, he never took over half a day vacation. Okay, what else? Well, you know when Dr. Walford was hired by Lewis Chafer, Lewis said, we can't pay you, John. We have no money. This is 19, about, oh, it was around 1935. Uh, the economy wasn't booming in Dallas. And uh, so Walbert's there, and Chafer has the contract. He said, now, John, I must tell you, this is only a formality for the, there's no money in the bank. We have no money. We want you to teach, but we can't pay you. What did John do? John went and took a Presbyterian church in Fort Worth, signed the contract, and he was a wimpy kind of man because he only stayed 65 years. One of the moving things, I worked for a president of a small school, little money, a lot of work. He was not an academic, but he'd do anything. Sometimes I'd pull up on that campus. I was trying to be the academic. I sure didn't know what to do about fixing stuff. And I'd pull up. Sometimes you could find the president of the school digging a sewer line, doing this. He may be fixing the sewer. He'd get any faculty member or the vice president he had, Carolyn's uncle. They'd be down. You see him in ditches. And here I'm supposed to be the dean. What are you doing, Carl? You're the president. We don't have any money, and whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. I can fix this sewer line. We've got to make it. What a profile, the president of the school down in a dirty ditch repairing a sewer line. There's something great about seeing any form of service. Listen, and I close. Denny, James Denny said this in 18, about 1860. There have been men so clever that God could make no use of them. They could never do his work because they were so lost in admiration of their own work. But God's work never depended on them, and it does not depend on them now. It depends on those who, when they see Jesus Christ, become unconscious once and forever of all that they have used to call their own wisdom and their strength. The supreme law of the kingdom is still the glory of God and not the glory of the clever man. Are you wearing the apron? Are you a rev? Are you in love with status and position, but your hands aren't dirty? You love God, you just can't stand people. Can't get touched. You're too holy. 
No, you're too proud. You're no better than my Savior. He's the model. He's the model. We're going to take a Bible offering day. We're trying to raise $5,000. And I want to tell you how we're going to waste it. We're raising this money because we don't have the money to underwrite Sean's Barbecue. Now, let me tell you why we call it Sean's Barbecue. You go down here to the projects down by Rodeo where you get drugs and you get beat up and you might get killed. But they know of a little fat German boy named Sean. Because Sean's worked those streets. He's talked. And for over five to six years, he's fed the kids there. He's helped the mothers there. He shared the gospel there. He saw to it their face got painted once a year, that gifts were given, a free meal was given, a whole church turned out. We started next to a gas station down there that I thought he was crazy. I knew he was crazy. And what was crazier still is people showed up and were out there running barbecues to feed people. This is crazy. I've been called, I've been called to exegete Greek, not to fix hot dogs for poor people. You know, uh, low profile. They feed themselves. He didn't think so. And he did it for his birthday party. Now you go down there in the projects. All you got to do is say, I'm with Sean's barbecue. They say, well, my kid's gone there the last three years. You've done as good. We'll be there. And you're safe. Now, um, we're taking the money to buy food, hot dogs, buns. Because we're going to pour it some folks that may never come to this church. And what a waste of money. Or do you waste money? Did you know Jesus washed Judas' feet? Ah, he did it. And he never did get saved. Anything you do even for a man that goes to hell, if you did it in Jesus' name, you won't lose your reward. I tell this story in closing. I love it. E.V. Hill. Pastor St. John Missionary Baptist in Watts, L.A. And during the Watts rioting, Hill had set up block parties where a member from his church, he tried to take every member in a block of Watts, and they would have a clothing dispensary. They would uh, feed. They would try to help anybody in trouble on that block. It was his way of trying to be peace and uh, touch the Watts neighborhood. Well, one day, and I, I'm pretty sure I know who the preacher was, but he was a prosperity preacher, and he met with Evie, and he said, I can understand why you waste so much money on the devil's children. You're down there clothing them, feeding them, doing things all over Watts. They don't even go to your church. They're sure not driving a Cadillac. They're dangerous. They're dirty. And you, there you are out there feeding clothing, and trying to help them. And Evie said so eloquently, he said, well, I kind of feel this way. I'm trying to keep the devil's children alive long enough for God to save them. You've got to keep them alive. And so today we need $3,000. If God moves your heart to give, uh, help us out. We're going to be good to him one way or the other. Because we never waste our time stooping. We never waste our time serving. And if we have to wait till we see him face to face, 
He'll say, we'll say to him, when did I ever help you, Jesus? He said, when you stooped in Rodale and you fed somebody in my name. When you stooped to help a fallen person. When you stooped to not be a proud, egotistical pastor. And you stooped just to wash dirty feet. You'll be like me. Jesus was never the model of how to preach. He was the model of how to serve. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. Another way to reach out to us with your questions would be to simply record them on your voice memo app on your smartphone, and then email that audio to tftquestions at valleybible.org. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Our website, truthfortodayradio.org. And if you're writing to us, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you have questions about the ministry of Truth For Today and how we are funded to air on this radio station, we would love to talk with you. We are listener-supported, quite simply, and no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, it all goes back into the radio ministry, ensuring that it airs on this radio station. So would you consider that as you reach out to us here at Truth For Today? One other note as we close out our time today, while Pastor Phil is the pastor emeritus at Valley Bible Church in Hercules, we are still very much a part of this body. And if you are looking for a church, we would invite you to join us. Now, we know that this current crisis has us all sequestered away. So you can join us at valleybible.org, where we stream our services. Again, valleybible.org. And then, as we find ourselves released from this quarantine, we will be meeting together here in Hercules. And for information, directions, and details, again, visit valleybible.org. And then, we invite you to come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. 